0: Hey what's going on friends? This is MC Till with Everybody's Hip Hop Label. You're tuned into the Boom Bap Chat number 50. We have an incredible guest tonight. We are going to introduce our guest in just a moment. But if you're in Cincinnati, make sure you get on over to Pleasant Ridge and check out Everybody's Records. And if you can't get here, you're out of town, that's cool. Just go to everybody's records.com and check out some good dope hip hop. They got vinyl. They got all kinds of stuff. CDs, tape. they still have tapes, they got books, they got everything. And uh, if you want to know all the things that we're up to, we are writing books. We got this podcast, we have music. We've got the blog going on. You can check out all of that stuff at everybody's hip-hop.com. So check that out, please. Tonight, very, very excited, humbled, and honored to have this guest with us tonight. This is an MC that is one of the illest MCs around. And uh, just so, so excited and thankful to have him in the house. And we're going to talk about a lot of stuff, the group he's in, his new album the teaching he does he does a lot we want to give some praise and some props and a big boom bap welcome to Breeze Bruin. Breeze how you doing man? I'm good good peace
1: y'all. How's everybody doing out there? Doing good man doing good with the delayed claps. (laughs) Hey hey, on (laughs) time. It's
0: all good man thanks for being here man how's your day going?
1: um it's it's going right you know it's going to be a long one but i'm glad to talk with y'all and yeah. break break the um the education of uh, monotony for the day yeah it's a, it's a weird time it's the end of the market period so it's a lot of work there's a flood of work coming in right
2: now
0: yeah yeah well yeah. i want to ask you about that <laughs> but for our viewers also in the room as always we have ayo mas Murad, a man profound and what's good brother Never lurking, nice. never lurking in the background. Uh, so you you're saying you're upgrading
1: papers. What are you What are you grading tonight? Uh, a lot of responses that I've been asking for for a couple of weeks, and um, there's really a push. And in, 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 I'm I'm going to say New York, but I'm guessing it's everywhere. Like it's a delicate balance of, of being empathetic to what's going on with students in regards to the um, you know, the COVID, but you know, at the end of the day, it's like, I can't, you know what I mean? I tell them, I'm like, yo, anything times zero is zero. You know what I mean? It's like, I can't get, if you don't give me nothing to work with, I can't see where you are. I can't see what you understand or don't understand. I, I can't see what, how you're progressing. So it's it's tough to get kids engaged. It's yeah. tough to keep them engaged. It's tough to get work from them. And, you know. You're just trying to, you're trying to teach. Yeah,
0: and it's what, it's, it's what, tough. How long have you been teaching? Eighteen
1: years. Eighteen years. What got you into teaching? Um, I feel like teaching has always been. I mean, we're all teachers in, in different ways. I mean, I learned from yeah. the students. Um, I guess if we're talking about what got me involved, um, I come from a teaching family. Even before my family were teachers. Mm. Um, my mom, um, she came to this country from Jamaica, and you know, just hardworking, figuring figuring out ways. So initially, she had like a daycare um, in our neighborhood in the Bronx, in uh, Wakefield. So, you know, she she want, she ain't want just to be like, "All right, y'all gonna come here and you know play, which yeah. play it? Hey, playing is dope." No knock on playing. Right, right. But um, but she was always on, like, all right, cool, we're gonna get you out from school. Everybody gonna sit down, y'all gonna do your homework together. And at, at one point there was like maybe like 20 of us. Mm. Different ages. Yeah. Um, but at that point, I was one of the older kids. And obviously, you know, it's my mom. She you know what I mean? So it's like, I'm going to do what she asks so that everybody else um does what what she's asking and in that process I would go and help other kids with their work. My brother, my sister, all of us. We had a big black like we had a big big old, old school blackboard um and we would just get down and we'd be working. Mm. She would then come after and you know double check and say, "Oh, how are you doing with this and with that?" but she depended on us to help each other. To get it done, and in that process, I kind of it got you know, I would I would find myself understanding things better just by going over it with, you know, like um, my friends. So so from then, um, I always had a knack with it. I was always um, pretty good writing. Um, I would, I remember. You know my older cousins, and even sometimes my aunts and uncles. If they had like a, you know, like a, a letter that they wanted to hand out, they would give it to me to proofread. So I always, you know, was pretty comfortable. I read a lot. Yeah. So it made sense. You know. So it yeah. was like I saw other people um, who were teachers, like really kind of doing their thing. Uh, for a long time, I was doing all kind of jobs. I was worked at the group home. I was a janitor overnight at a college. I actually almost got uh, <laughs> uh, free tuition by working um, overnight a janitor at a college. Um, that's that's like how real it got. I was like, I got to figure out a way to get back. Um, my man, um, Carter P, big cousin, a.k.a. from Adigio, he was a teacher before me. Um, shout out to my dude, Dana Dogg. Like a lot of my dudes were teaching and they summers look nice. You know what I mean? Like when I was there, like, you know, basically carrying 50 pound bags of, of you know, college kid trash. I would see them the next day. And I'm like, yo, man, you look refreshed. You know what I mean? And they're like, yeah, I'm chilling. It's the summer. You know what I mean? Right. going here. I'm going there. And I was like, damn, that sounds good. And then when I started thinking, like, yo, even in regards to the music, that would be a good look. Yeah. Now obviously this is after things didn't work out initially with the music. Right. Um, but it just seemed like a logical progression. And I'm not gonna say it's been that smooth. Yeah. Um, you know, there's been times where I can't think about music because I'm so into the teaching. Yeah. And that's fine. Um but I, I feel like it was it was a good look for me. If yeah. there's anything to do, and and you know I've always taught where I live, so you know when I first started where I grew up, Wakefield, Eden Wall, area, the Bronx, I taught where I grew up. So I would you know I taught my dudes, kids, you know. So it was yeah. like, look, I I know your pops. I know he ain't no joke. So let's <laughs> let's get this work done and that happened a couple of times so I it, it was just an extension of the community um it was an extension of of a love for um for writing for literature um and even at this point it's been an extension of a love of production for a number of years i've been teaching production for like four years four or five years mm. but the whole time obviously english yeah 18 years straight
0: that's really cool, man. And I want to use, you know, this teaching as a segue into the music. But before that, you know, one of the things we like to do here is, is to show props, give flowers, show appreciation. And you know, you are responsible for some incredible music over the years. You know, with the Juggernauts, um, with a Prince Among Thieves, one of my favorites, phenomenal album. The new album, Hindsight, incredible. I mean these albums are just phenomenal albums incredible lyricism like no other and even more impressive i think to me is hearing the story of teaching and just want to show you appreciation for you know giving your time and your service not just to teaching but teaching in the way that you do just hearing how you talk about like the community aspect knowing the parents like that's you know that's really important to us here on the boom bap chat that we cultivate community cultivate, you know, mentor, mentoring relationships. Iomas is really into teaching and I've been working with kids for a long time. So we appreciate that here and just want to show you love and gratitude and say thank you for that.
1: that. Oh man, man, thank y'all man. Just yeah. you know, considering that. You yeah, no
0: no doubt. Before we segue into the music, uh, I.O. Moss, man, any of that hit you hard? Or hit you, you know, uh, next I mean, near to your heart?
3: Definitely, like, like, a lot of my favorite MCs are educators, you know yeah. what I'm saying, from J-Live to Grap Lover. I know Pete Rock, little right. brother is a teacher. My dude. Yeah, yeah. Ash Rule. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, it's, the list is kind of long. Wordsworth, John Robinson, no. Yeah, Wordsworth, John Robinson. you know what I'm saying? Like, educated so I always gravitated toward those type of artists, you know what I mean? Like, I always happening. looked up to them. And I think me, like, meeting Jay live in person and having a conversation with him, that's what started me on the path that I'm on now. And that's yeah. why... I, I went dope, got my master's in education. And I'm in a PhD program right now. I told I- Jay Live that recently I was able to tell him that in um a clubhouse like just like appreciating him mentoring me from a distance. Like you yeah. know, I don't have like a relationship with him but just the fact that I was at that one moment we had that conversation about how important it is for black men to be in education. That's what sparked me. You know what I mean? So <laughs>
1: That conversation Brilliant. is real and important. I've had that conversation. I've had others like kind of bestow that conversation onto me. And um that's the way you phrased it. Um I I, I think it's very purposeful. Like as yeah. you say, as black men, like I've I've honestly um I've 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 felt my presence in the classroom have a different kind of meaning. Absolutely. And um, you know, it is a lot of females too. Shout out to Queen Heroin, my sister. She's an mm-hmm. educator, my brother, Fever the Kid, be slim. Um, so it's been a family thing and and it, just to hear y'all talk about it like that, it definitely, you know, it's something that we we you know, I mean any teacher tell you like we don't want, you know, like we do it because we feel it's important. We we yeah. we we love it, but it's like to definitely focus on that. Um this maybe we could do more with that. You yeah, know what absolutely. I mean? And just do, do you ever chat
0: with like J Live or Grab Lover, Wordsworth, and like trade stories
1: around I, I kind of like had I kind of had to talk with words. Words said oh, yeah. yeah he hit me up and was like yo I got an opportunity and we started chopping it up and um we talked for like uh I want to say maybe a couple maybe a couple hours. Mm-hmm. And I, you know, I was, and especially in this day and age, it's like, look, I I got curriculum, I got lessons, like a lot of brothers, like, hey, that's something we could talk about, like Mm -hmm. hip hop teacher exchange. Because we have a different perspective. Right. Um, John Robinson, man, him and um and Jay Rolls, you know, their book, they have mind-blowing stuff.
3: Phenomenal.
1: That that honestly, as producers, as MCs, as the hip hop brain frame is it's different. Yeah. Like how we how we incorporate things and how like like in our mind, how we think this could work with that. Like that's almost intrinsic to the hip-hop mind. Yeah. So when we're like thinking about, like, I right, cool, I want them to get this idea. I'll take a little piece of that, I'll take a little piece of that, I'll take right. this picture, mm-hmm. I'll take this meme, I'll take this commercial. And before yeah. you know it, you give kids multiple access points. But I feel like that's that's inherent yeah. to the minds yeah. that hip hop has shaped because mm-hmm. we have with natural curators. Yeah. Right. yeah. Whether mm-hmm. it's like looking for samples and like like looking for you know oh this this bassline or this snare. Yeah. Um, and we were talking about you know your drumming prowess. Like we, we know how to amalgamate things for for a particular purpose. So I do think that the hip hop mind, it's, 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 uh, it's ideal for like more progressive education. Yes. I
0: agree. Do you also feel like uh, the presentation in a way also lends itself well to teaching? I remember being in the educational field. I was an assistant teacher for a while. And a teacher came out to a show I did and saw me perform. And I was really struggling as an assistant teacher. I wasn't that good at it. And she was like, yo, you need to bring that energy that you have on stage. That, you know, that master of ceremony into the classroom yeah. to captivate the kids. I was like, oh, okay. And so that, you know, do you, do you feel like not just the mind, but also the way in which you present also is. I feel you-
1: like it's actually work backwards and forwards yeah. in regards to even performing. Mm. I mean, I think, you know, when we had first started, I was like, yo, get up there, we're gonna get the mic, we're gonna, ah, we're gonna get them. <laughs> you know what I mean? You have a couple of drinks and you, you do whatever, whatever, before you get up on stage. And that's all so well and good. That has its, its its charm. But then it got to the point where you start to look at like, all right, this is my playlist. I'm gonna set it up like this. It's almost like a lesson plan.
3: Lesson mm-hmm. plan, yeah. With yeah. a lesson plan, yeah.
1: it's like, yo, these, this is my goal. I wanna make sure these Points hit, yeah, and it's the same way when you up there, um, you know, setting up a good show. i right, here's my call and response. I'm gonna do right. this. I'm gonna have this segue into that. Same way with a, a good lesson plan, you right. want it to have a flow to,
0: yeah, you
1: know, like the whole experience. And I feel like there was almost like a symbiotic relationship. Like as I became a better teacher, like it it became easier to like set up. All right, this is how we should set up our, our playlist for, um you know, our show list for, for this particular event. And it just, I feel like at the end of the day, it's always presentation. Mm-hmm. Like as a teacher, like you are on. Like that's the one thing with the Zoom. Like I, I used to, you know, I used to walk around the class in a way that would I could make sure the kids are engaged. Right. Uh-huh. You ain't got that with the Zoom. Yeah. Right, and, it, right. and it's tough I remember I've worked with co-teachers you know what I mean and it's like when you would sync with your co-teacher the kids don't even know who's the lead teacher mm-hmm. and it's like yo I'm here you start on this idea the co-teacher finishes it the co-teacher will start this idea and it's like boom and then you start getting this this ridiculous type of rhythm and that's the same way you would be doing if you're performing Right, You know what I'm saying? It's you and your DJ, you and your other MCs. For me, it's, you know, I'm up there with my family, me and my sister, me and my brother. So it's like you understand, you know, like how you can enhance a performance and, 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 you know, by handing off. And, 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 all right, I'm fall back. Let me let you rock. And it's, a lot of it is insane. Yeah. yeah. yeah.
3: I, I look at it like I've been trying to perfect the art of reciprocal teaching. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, mm. the, like, that's a part of hip hop, the call and response. Yep. And so I've, I've done some presentations out here in the schools and the te- and on, on the Zoom call. And the teacher was like, it was her class. And I was just coming in as a guest speaker. She said, how did you do that? Like, 30 minutes in, when I'm teaching a lesson, they asked for a break. You had them for like two hours and 30 minutes in the palm of your hand. I was like, yeah, because I gave them space to talk. I'm not just talking at them. Like, Mm -hmm. I want to hear what they think, and I think a lot of teachers go in the classroom and they ignore the social capital that students come into the classroom with. So I leave space to, you know, create that conversation. I have in mind where I want to go, but having that call and response, that reciprocal teaching, giving them an opportunity to process what I'm giving them. Like, do you agree with that? How do you feel about what I just said? You know what I mean? So coming at it like that, that's all hip hop to me. (laughs) My, like you said, the hip-hop mind, I love that phrase, like the yeah. hip-hop mind, I love that.
1: Yes, we, you know? we, we, we've we been uh, trained different.
3: Yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely.
1: Yeah. Huh.
0: How, how do your kids, your students, and like other teachers respond to your music or do that?
1: was <laughs> oh, fascinating. I've kept it quiet for a long time, but it's <laughs> gotten harder and harder. I know when I go back, Right now, I'm, I'm teaching remote in New York. Right, so I, I haven't, you know, like, but I, I get some texts and, and some emails like, "Yo, heard that." <laughs> <laughs> now I'm not gonna front. Um, my present students, I don't. I try. I try not to bring it up, but at this point, yeah. I'm, I'm not gonna hide it. My old okay. students, like my students who I taught two, three years ago, it's a, actually a nice way to keep in contact with. You know what I mean? Cause I'll, I'll be I'll be chilling, checking you know Instagram. I'm like, oh snap, Augustine. Oh snap, you know. And it's like, yeah. well, I see in the comments. I'm like, I right, I know who that is. That's 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 that's, Kayla. that's, that's my one of my students. So it, it'll it'll be um it's actually a cool way to keep in contact. I don't think I've embarrassed any of them yet. Some of them <laughs> have have come right and said, yo, this is my teacher right here. Yeah. <laughs> And I'm actually working on a video uh, soon, and a couple of them, um, they're gonna. They said they'll, they're gonna act in it for me.
2: Oh,
0: is is it a song off the album? It is. Is it taking notes?
1: No. No. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's a bit more. Um, it's a little bit more racy than that. I'm gonna leave it at that. <laughs> okay, all right. <laughs> <laughs> but you know they grown now. They you know these kids these they ain't kids no more. They're like right. twenty twenty one, and you know they have their own Instagram presence. So it's like they just want to help, and, I, and I'm 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 open to it. And I think they're dope. I think you know, a lot of these kids. One of them I remember in, in, in the class we had um we were writing plays, and then at the end I was like, all right, now y'all gonna act to play. So. You know, it was the student and he was talking about, the play was about a relationship and it was him and his young lady and they, they were like arguing and they were going back and forth. And then in the middle of the play, you know, it built up to this and she just hooks off and smacks him. And everybody's watching it. And then they're like, oh, and they, all the students were so into it. And then at the end, you know, they finished, they bowed and you just, the the clapping was just like raucous (laughs) and I don't think it just because it was like oh wow you know whatever like the fact that she smacked him and everybody got it like it was part of Mm. the play yeah nobody went crazy nobody was oh this and that they no it was like it was orchestrated yeah and I was like damn they really were into this play right and I just felt wild good and you know like that was something we always like after right after like they finished and they got up they hugged they laughing and smiling he's feeling his face a bit. <laughs> <laughs> but it was it was so dope so he's he's one of them that's that's gonna be in there i gotta i gotta get jonathan a oh dope. well
0: I, I can't wait to see that video yeah it's sounds gonna be dope. something the, the new album is, is uh, Hindsight. And if you're tuning in to the, to the podcast or watching the video, make sure you listen. It's by Breeze Bruin, our guest tonight. The album's called Hindsight. It's a really, really good album. Definitely want to jump into that album, but I want to rewind first and go back a little bit. Um, before that, though, ain't anything hit you so far that you want to comment on?
2: Uh, man, I actually wanted to know, um, brother, how, how is the support? Of you being an MC from the other from your colleagues and other teachers? Um a lot of them, it's like just
1: like genuine, I guess general, like, hey, you know, that's cool. You're doing, you're doing what you're doing. Um, and then others are heads. Mm. You know what I mean? It's like if if they're like, you know, around my age, a little younger, a little older, um, they're like, yo. Keep doing your thing. I I've I've met some really talented other MCs. I've had MCs who I used to teach with and then they they've like really committed to to the craft and they they decided to take a break and, and pursue it. Um and then I've had others who are like producers or MCs and they just like, yo, I I I remember when you put out this or that. Um one of the producers on hindsight is is, you know, he is um Shout out to my dude Megalo. I met him. Um, he was the um, guidance counselor at a school I used to teach at in Red Hook, Brooklyn. Oh wow! Word. Yeah. So so you know we we just talk about the craft like the same way we talking like I'm just so grateful for this music. Yeah. Um, because y'all know if, if it's if it's like that good stuff. And you having a conversation with somebody about it, it's like it's almost like book club, man. Mm. You know what I mean? Like you sitting there and, and and you there chilling, and it's it's like, yo, so let's go to the second verse. And you know, like Castle throw a line out. It's it's like it's like book club, man. And and it's needed, man, because good hip-hop it, it pushes a thought, um, it, it it brings up topics. So when you're sitting there and you chilling, talking to you know, a colleague, and y'all just going back and forth on, you know, the favorite song from the Purple Tape. You know what I mean? <laughs> that's, that, that's that's such a good escape from, you know, what, what's going on, yeah. um, you know, it, uh, you know, with a tough day. So I'm, I'm just so grateful for this music to be a part of it. And, and most people, like, if they're not into hip-hop, they're like, hey, do your thing. You know, and I I appreciate that. But if you're into hip hop, like we we have great talks, man. You know, we have great, great talks. And and as more people are, are into education and different parts of it, shout out to Big Zoo actually too. I I, I want to shout him out. Um, he's actually like, I mean, a brilliant education mind. Uh, from end of the week. Um, he came in one day and I was teaching. And didn't click at first and then after you know the kids left he was like yo that was that was really great i knew who he was immediately because you know he's big zoo you know i mean so so i was like i was like yo you big zoo and he was like oh you breeze you know but we were both there and i you know i'm I'm there my khakis there in the tie and you know we both got up our folders and our clipboards, and we were like waiting for everybody to leave. I was like, oh shit, my man's in there. <laughs> you know, but um, it's cool too. It's almost like, you know, it's got the fight club element to it yeah. too. You know, you don't, you ain't just walking around Joe Hip Hop, you know, you just whoever you are. Yeah. But then when y'all, you know, you close the door, like, you know, fight club, here we are.
2: Yeah,
0: yeah. yeah that's fresh. That's dope. So taking it back before the, the teaching, before Juggernauts, um, someone on Instagram, we asked, you know, we, we got Breeze on tonight, what should we ask him? And uh, Kadeen was asking about how you developed your writing style, which I think is an interesting question because you have a very unique style. So how, how did that come about? how did you develop your your own style?
1: Uh, I'll probably have to say it's still a work in progress. <laughs> um, at first, um, I just really wanted to pack a lot into the time allotted. I wanted to Mm -hmm. get, I want to say a lot. I wanted to make sure I had, I didn't waste none of it. And as time has gone on, I, I can appreciate the pauses. They're not, it's not a waste at all. It's, you know, it's, it's, it's part of the setup. So it yeah. I'm really into the the mechanical aspects of it. I'm really into trying to utilize you know every quarter note, <laughs> every sixteenth note mm-hmm. um, downbeats, offbeats right before ghost notes lyrically. you know what I mean like yeah. there's, there's so much you could do and when you really listen. Again, the hip-hop mind. You yeah. start to see just, like, little slick things. Because, you know, everybody's like, hey, you know, it's rap. Everybody can rap. Everybody can talk. And I'm like, ah. That's the challenge. Because you're right. Everybody can talk. But to make that shit sound ill, you you really doing something. Yeah. It's There's so much subtlety. So, um... I guess the best part when we're talking about the writing process, I have a lot of processes. Um, I try to employ as many of them as possible. I try to just have a toolkit of different things I could do. But at the end of the day, it's just like trying to trying to keep all of that fresh, you know, yeah. just just seeing that that grid in, in, in your mind a little bit and trying to just be inside and out of it at the same time, you know? Yeah. That's that's probably the best way I could describe it.
0: Yeah, you you mentioned, um, you know, packing a lot in early on and then learning, you know, that the pause is, you know, can be an actual, you know, a good thing. Um, it made me think of LP from Company Flow and, you know, now with the stuff he does with Killer Mike, uh, Run the Jewels. Well, and it made me think of LP, and that's kind of his, I feel like that was his style early on too, just like pack as many words as possible in there, just like in your face. And then I feel like he's kind of, you know, evolved a little bit as well. But talking about LP, I've been listening to this, um, the the podcast with Prince Paul, not Prince Paul, uh, the podcast with Open Mikey,
1: Mike Eagle. Mikey,
0: yeah. yep, yep. Mike Eagle, yeah. Yeah, so he's, he's interviewing LP and company Flow. It made me start thinking about, that whole era of movement like towards the the late 90s where you know the commercial hip hop was really taking off getting a lot of shine and then there was this underground scene that was really you know coming to form where do you position yourself in the juggernauts you know kind of in that movement in
1: the mid to late 90s uh, we were definitely a part of it yeah um i think we 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 became a part of it rather organically. Um I've I've heard the interviews um, both of the um the podcasts to date with with Mike and L. And um I mean we wanted we wanted to be, I guess we, <laughs> we wanted to be native tongues. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like we, we we didn't we wanted to be who we looked up to. Yeah. So with that we wanted to deal. Right? There was no, the idea about being independent, it really wasn't, you know? I mean, I've been robbing long enough, I wanted to get signed to prison. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And then, you know, everybody was like Def Jam, Def Jam. And it was like, I was, I, was, I was into Def Jam, but I was more into like, you know, honestly, we got signed to who we wanted to get signed to. Like when we want East West Electra. That was exactly where we wanted to go. Mm-hmm. If anybody say, hey, you know, and it was all roster. It was all roster. It was KMD, PCL, um, Brand New being. I mean, mm-hmm. those dudes are special because they were neighbors for us. Like, we mm-hmm. were in front of Bronx. We moved to New Rochelle. I remember seeing Poo I remember seeing, like, all of them. Just like going about their business, being as dope as hell. Yeah. Um, who else was on Electra at that time? Leaders of the new school. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, there's so many cats that that it's it's actually I'm forgetting now. But and then uh, on the East West side, there was Dos Effects, uh, who we were huge, huge fans of. Um, so, Buster, you know, obviously leaders. Yeah. Um, but when we got there, um, like, the industry changed in so many different ways. You know what I mean? Like, when we had gotten, we ended up getting dropped right after they dropped KMD. Mm. Right after they dropped, I mean, technically they dropped Brand Newbie. So, um, pretty much right when, right after we, right before we got dropped. And I could tell, I could tell. I remember going to meetings, and it was like just hearing what they were trying to do. They had just signed Missy and Timberland. And uh even for other cats, you know, we had Adolph the Assassin at the time. Now he's Aguilar, you know, but at the time he was Adolf, and he had a dope mm. album. He was my label mate. Mm.
4: And
1: um, I think uh even the boogie monsters, they were on. Mm. They were on one of the subsidiaries yeah. underneath Electra. Yeah. They're dope. dope. Very dope, dope as hell. Yeah. yeah, for real. But I remember that meeting. We were in a meeting and like, you know, Adolf played Ghetto Girl and everybody was like, yo, and I'm so happy. And then we played one of our joints and they were like, it was crickets. So I knew we was gonna get dropped. <laughs> and when we did, um it was tough, but it was like this is a change in the industry. Yeah. But there were other cats who were already ahead of the game. Like they saw the change, like like Bob. Bobito was like, all mm. right, well, you know, don't worry about it. Like we were very close to signing with Hoppo. We I was almost, uh, um, you know, like a um, label mate with, with George, Curious George. Mm. H2O, hard to obtain. Yeah. Yep. And um, we just didn't pull the trigger. Like we were cool with Bob. I knew Bob through Pete Nice. I knew Pete Nice through basketball. He Mm. was, um, I went to his father's basketball camp. Um, New York is a small place sometimes. And um, that's how I met Pete. So it it just got to the point where it was like, all right, well, what are we going to do? And Bob was like, I know what you're going to do. You should have signed with us before. Let's put some of them joints out now. And that's how we ended up running with Fondalum and I felt mm. Fondalum was definitely, I mean, you know, L was pretty close to putting out stuff with Bob, you know, mm. he put out the stuff with official, those official singles. I'm pretty, I, if memory serves correct, I'm pretty sure Bob was like, yo, if you want to throw it out with me, you could throw it out with me. Right. But L was already in the process of having stuff pressed up independently, completely independently. So I wasn't really, I wasn't really hip to the idea about being independent, but I definitely wanted to have my music out. I was already listening to Stretch and Bob. I was already going to the Neureka. I had been to Fat Beats, you know, and um, it was like, it was, it was there. And it just felt like a path. It didn't feel like the path that I wanted to be on initially, Mm. but it damn sure didn't feel like no um, consolation prize either. It was dope. Like the feeling was like, oh, shit, you know, look at all these cats. Like these cats are all dope. Um, I'm cool with that. And then there were other cats who were all majors that would was like kind of come like slumming with us for lack of a better term. Because you would still see your marches, you would see your OCs. Like these cats would come and, and, they, and they, you know, they come to some of these functions. They would be at the Niharican. um, And, you know, very soon it was Doom as well. Mm. Doom, you know, I mean, Doom was my label mate. You know, he he was there. I got signed thinking I was gonna be KMD was gonna be my my label mate, God mm. the God squad, you know what I mean? Um so it was it was it was a bugged out time. I don't I don't know how many people thought like I right, we doing this underground shit like it it wasn't it just happened. Yeah it was like yo, we're gonna have cause I've been I mean I had been performing and, and rhyming at I remember birthday parties, I remember uh joints at a couple performances and in, in, in uh you know different in the projects and this one's community center or whatever i i'd been ramen i was yeah. i was ramen since i was 12 you know so it was that wasn't that wasn't new to me it was just like most of it was in my vicinity it was in like my vernon or it was in yonkers or it was right. in the bronx or it was in the rochelle it was once like we went downtown it felt different
4: Mm.
1: And then that was dope, because then it was like, all right, cool, this is my man, he's from Brooklyn, all right, cool, that sounds far, you know what I mean, this is my man, he's from Philly, like everybody was coming to, you know, downtown New York, you know, the village, Um, and it was dope, it was definitely like a, a little, a mini Mecca, you know, that whole scene.
0: Yeah.
3: What was that? What was the name of that park that a lot of the MCs like used to congregate at? Washington, uh, Washington. Square. yeah, that's yeah. what it was.
1: It was right around the corner from Fat Beats. So okay, okay. I would go like here siphon, like I'm right, gonna we'll go back to work. <laughs> <laughs> how I, met, did you... I wish I was on some of them tapes, you know. And how long about did you work to... at Fat Beats? I worked there from I wanna say ninety-eight to like two thousand and four, so about six years. Oh, okay, right on. So and for, and for you know, for, and it varies. Sometimes I was working like one day a week, two days a week, on time to working seven days a week. You know what I mean? It was like, I remember when I became an assistant manager, it was like the manager just kind of quit. And Eclipse was like, hey, here's the keys. And that felt dumb good. Mm-hmm. Be keys to fat beats. Yeah. But I ain't, I ain't abuse it. You know what I mean? <laughs> I mean, you know. Trying to make this, I was trying to do right and, and yeah, you know, I respected fat beats, but I could have done such debauchery in that.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so one of the albums that I think is a is a cult classic, a standout. Uh, whenever I ask people what's your favorite concept album of all time, this album always <laughs> is in the discussion, uh, Prince Among Thieves that Prince Paul orchestrated. Did you know Prince Paul before oh. that album? Okay. What I'm curious to know from your perspective, why do you think Prince Paul reached out to you? Did he ever tell you, like, how he
1: reached out to you? When he did reach out, we reached out to him initially. Um, mm-hmm. we, had, we had reached out to uh, um, several producers when we had a deal. We figured, like, we got a deal. We're on a major label, you know? we seeing, like, certain dudes ending up with beats, from certain, you know, our our heroes. Yeah. You know, it's like, you know, damn man, they let it all hang out a door joint. Like you gotta, you know, what's up Pete? You got any of those laying around? (laughs) So we had our A&R, Kim Spikes, shout out to Kim Spikes. Um, We were like, she said, who who y'all want to work with? So we said, Pete, Lodge, Mm. Domin D Primo and Prince Paul. So I guess she I guess she had like different demos that we were, you know, could we we would do like have a lot of mixes. like I right, we went to the studio? Check this out. So she ended up taking, making a dub of certain joints, and I guess hitting them dudes. I don't know. You gotta ask them. I know for a fact Paul got a copy of that. So Paul got a copy of that. Mm-hmm. And then um, right before he started the psychoanalysis tour. So then he goes out on the psychoanalysis tour and he's rocking his joint. Um, and you know, him and his team is like, yo, this 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 shit's pretty dope. And he said he told me, he's like, Yo, some of them joints for like nine minutes. <laughs> he's like, was <laughs> really good with that. I was like, yo, he was young, he was high. I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> so then um he ends up um, coming back to Electra and saying, what's good? I want to work with this dude. Um, and they're like, yo, they you know, ain't hear no the movie. They got dropped. It's like, all right. So Paul went and I guess he just said, let me just check out Fat Beats because it was the hub. You know, that's where, you know, it was a shot in the dark, but I'm from New York. And he was like, Yeah, hey, he's from New York. He probably knows somebody in Fat Beats. He goes to Fat Beats. He sees Eclipse and he's like, yo, what's good? You know Breeze. Eclipse knows everybody. He got my number at the time I was working at the group home. Same group home that X used to be at. Shout out hmm. to DMX, man. Let's hopefully the brother. Um, we'll see what happens. And yeah. regardless, you know, praise to the king in that regard. So he, yeah. he used to live at uh, in Dobbs Ferry Children's Village. That's where I was working. I'm doing a night shift. So it was 1030 to six. So I get home, it's like seven o'clock. You know, I'm dumb tired, just ready to crash. Uh, my first kid's mom was like, yo, I got a message for you. She's like, it's Prince Paul. I'm like, get the fuck out of here. <laughs> so I go to bed. So then I wake up. She's like, nah, what's good? Prince Paul called, he, he's trying to get at you. So I wake up and I'm like, oh snap. So I give him a call and I'm all excited, and, you know? And he was like, yeah, I got your number from Stretch. <laughs> I was like, Stretch don't work at Fab Beats. So <laughs> I always I always mess with the clips about that. Like, yo fam, Prince Paul thought you was Stretch Armstrong. <laughs> you know what I mean? But at, at any rate, you know what I mean? Um, I hit him up, and he was like, "Yo, I I got this idea with you in mind." And he he was very frank. He was like, "Yo, I heard the tape," and he was like, "I hear potential." And he was like, "Um, I just need you to, you know, basically, be able to, um, kind of give captions for certain moments mm. in the play, yeah, in the script, because he had a script. I still have it. It's like this oh, wow. thing." And he's like, you know, I think you're up to it. So he ran over the ran over him and he was just like, we're gonna start recording. So we started recording first um in his crib in in a like his old family crib. And um we got a lot done. And then eventually he um, you know, um we started getting studio time in Brooklyn and green point and before you know joy was done wow you know it's one of the biggest moments of of my life yeah career-wise you know
0: so when i heard that album i was a huge you know prince paul fan at that point because de la soul is like favorite group of all time right with you so i was so excited to get that album and you know knowing you from juggernauts it's like oh this is this is gonna be epic and Listening to it, it was like, wow, this is amazing. I've never never heard anything like it, you know, up to that point, hadn't heard anything like it since. Did you, did you have that experience with it? Like, did you know how it was going, how it was moving? Or did you hear it all in one take at one point after he, you know, mixed it all together?
1: He didn't play me anybody else's songs. Really. Oh, wow. It was just like, these are the songs I need you to focus on. So by the time I did hear it with like, Welcome to Weapon World and Officer O'Malley. And you know what I mean? I'm like, yo, <laughs> this shit is hard. <laughs> so I remember when he, he had everybody come down and, and and he played the joint straight through. It was at Jazzy J Studio um, in the city. Shout out to Jazzy J. And um it was it blew everybody's mind. You know what I mean? And I you know, I was pretty much the main dude and for me to hear the whole thing in society I was I was floored I was just it was so crazy to be a part of that um and then just to hear the whole thing I was I felt I was like part fan and I felt like damn I am feeling like a star right now (laughs) but also but also very much a fan you know yeah
0: Definitely, it's such a good album. Um, I definitely want to talk about your, your new project, but before we go there, I'm gonna check in on Facebook see if we have any questions oh, there. Got, Profound, I got Yeah, yep. I got a
2: question from uh, Facebook, man. Um, there's a, a sister that's a good friend of mine from North Carolina. She's an educator as well. Her name is her name is Bert Albertia Albertia. She wants to know: Do you have? Do you make any educational tracks? Um not like vocabulary,
1: um not ah. not 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 in that way and i respect like i've heard i've used flocabulary um i guess the closest way thing i'll ever get to that is if i just have the urge i mean to me i hope somebody plays king oxymoron you know oxymorons are, are an interesting difficult concept mm-hmm. If if somebody can play that and have the kids literally pick out the oxymorons, I think that would be dope. Um, but I didn't do that in a way It was like, all right, y'all, here it is. We're gonna sit down and talk about oxymorons. Now I want it to still be a joint, you know what I mean? Um, so nothing against that. I'm, I'm totally cool for that, but um, it, it would have to be very organic. I mean, I, I try to have, I don't know, you know, it's like, it, when you're doing poetry you don't say okay let me go and, and pick this poem that's about similes no you just ha- pick a really good piece of, of, of poetry and if it happens to have that cool yeah i i think I'm, I'm, i i want to lean more towards that i still want my stuff to be able to stand alone as a piece of art and if you can take something out of that and and teach that as a teacher, um, cool. But I, I don't think I do it solely with the idea of being um an educational tool. I'm I'm just not there yet. I'm still really trying to just body shit. <laughs> Yo, and that,
0: that's a good segue into the new album because you did that uh for sure. Um and we had another question earlier this week uh from Dan. Um, and when I want to get into this new uh album with this question here about, you know, what how was your mindset different from this latest album, hindsight, than it was uh with the first Juggernauts album?
1: Um couple of things. One, um With the Juggernauts projects, I always felt like I was kind of um, battling to show my worth within my crew Mm -hmm. and within my family, which is my crew. So it was like, let me make sure I step up and and hold it down in that regard. But with that, it's like, you wanna like really fit into a slot that you think will make the most sense within that crew, within that group setting. So there's a lot of conversations and a lot of it's dope. I mean, I got the idea for Clear Blue Skies from my brother. That wasn't from my, like, like how to get that idea across. That was both of us, but just the mm. idea of talking about it in this different way, even the actual title, that's, that's from my brother. Mm. I came up with the I right, let me be too white, you know, a white dude and it's pops. Yeah. But that idea came stemmed from, from that a conversation we had. So with this particular project, although those are great things, I didn't want to have no conversations. I wanted to really look in the mirror, mm. think about what I wanted to talk about. Yeah. And I didn't want no, no help, no spots, no nothing. I just want to grab the balls and push them up. And I mean, it's interesting. I think about other cats. I think about like Black Thought and him being us being around the same age, and you know, and you know, he's he's existed within this this dynamic, this group dynamic. And obviously, you know, I've, I've had freedom within the Juggernauts, but there's, there is collaboration. To have like a, a focused goal, just thinking, like, what do you really want to talk about? Um, it was freeing. Hmm. It was definitely freeing. It, it it gave me the space to do a nerdy ass song like King Oxymoron. <laughs> you know? Um, and it you know it gave me the space to be reflective about my own experiences good bad um indifferent and um a lot of that stuff is is i, I would say 80% of that album is is semi autobiographical mm. um and um I don't know man it it was fun it was just like i'm gonna focus on my shit my ideas i ain't really going you know it's just going to be me i'm gonna go in and um and it felt good
0: well that question from dan um you you definitely uh won him over uh because he also said in the comment i think the album's incredible Breeze is a legend for many reasons, but his ability to weave bars while telling a story puts him in a category of a select few. Hindsight is an instant classic. So
4: Damn,
1: you got a fan of
0: Dan me. out there. So props to Dan.
1: Thank you. Thank again. you, Dan. I appreciate yes. that, my brother.
0: Yeah. And it is it is an incredible album. And I feel like to me, it's an album that was, when I first heard it, I was like, oh, yeah, this is dope. And it also grew on me. And it's and it continues to grow on me because it dropped the same day as uh Faral Mancha's album. Yeah, oof. and I was like, oh man, this is gonna get overshadowed. Why, why you did know? I do that? Yeah. <laughs> but I feel like you know, Pharrell Mancha album, like if you think of it as a race, like Pharaoh was like out the gate quick, you know, just out the gate. Oh man. But, th- but then here man comes album. hindsight. Hindsight's just coming. It's coming. Nah, I none of that, dude, man. <laughs> Every time I listen to Hindsight, I feel like it gets better at, with every listen. Well,
1: the, I I the, really appreciate that. Yeah, I feel the same way about the March album. Too. Hey, that's a play. Hey, that's an incredible album. But um, you know, you know that that's the beauty of, of hip hop, though, right? Yep. Like it takes so many forms. Like good yeah. hip hop takes so many forms that it's just like. I don't even know if it makes sense to for us to even even categorizing. Sometimes yeah. gets iffy because it's like right. hip hop is, is, is that shit, man. It's it's, yeah. it's it was just us as 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 the people saying all oh, this shit is us. This is all our shit, and just taking that shit and re and repurposing it and reshaping it to become this this art form when when nothing is is off the table. You know, and to come out on the same day as, to me, pound for pound, probably the greatest dude to ever pick up a pen. Yeah. Short list, shortest to list, and you know what I mean. And it's like when you talk about an MC's MC, like I mean, he's he's the epitome of that. Yeah. Oh, that. that, You know. that, That was a good day.
0: It was a hard day for me because I couldn't decide which one I wanted to listen to. <laughs>
1: I've
0: been waiting on Feral Manches out, but I've been waiting on Breeze for a minute. I don't know. So that was a good day. It's funny
1: how it, it even worked out. Um it shout out to Eclipse. I think I, I wanted the day before, which was also a good day. Shout out to Huss Kingpin. He dropped the day before. Mm. Uh, with Portis Porter Huss. Yeah, there was a and, few
0: dope albums
3: that day.
1: Yeah, that was a good that was a good, a good little uh couple of days and then you know just to come out on the same day uh, as as that brother
4: yeah
1: who i have maximum respect for but i i feel like you're saying like i feel like our projects are very different so here it is you have two dudes who are known for their lyricism but they're mad different yeah you know and, oh, yeah. and, and like that's that's to me is is a credit to hip-hop yeah definitely and, and to lyrics because there's so many ways to approach it and that's That's kind of, you know, I've always wanted to approach things a little differently. Obviously that brother, you know, that's, that's been, you know, if you can't see that with his work, you ain't really, you ain't really looking at it, but, uh, it was dope. It it felt good to come out that day just to be in, in, to have something in common with that brother. And at the same time, I felt confident. Like it was, it was just me. You can't, you can't really go wrong when you're being yourself. Right. And um, I will say that like both of those albums were very much just us.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. On Facebook we have, an uh, I hope I'm pronouncing his mm-hmm. name right. Al Babbles on Facebook uh, chimed in with this question. You could have had almost anyone on your album. What was the reason behind making it with no features?
1: Shout out to Al Babbles too. Word up, yeah. I know that that's my dude. You know Al, okay,
0: great, great, great. Yeah,
1: yeah, good brother.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, you know, I'm 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 often um like collabs are dope. I've done a lot of collabs in in my life. Um, but again, if I'm not rocking with my family, um, that's just not something that you know was a priority. Yeah. You know, I, I haven't I hadn't put out a solo album. and I felt like since when you consider all that, like I just want to give you know the listener um, uncut, unadulterated, breeze Bowman shit. Yeah. So that's really why I didn't have any um collabs.
0: Al was Al Babbles was also asking about any future collaborations coming out if you have anything in store and, and also mentioned that LP once said that he you were his favorite MC um is there any potential collaboration with LP down the line again
1: I mean I've made records with L before I love right that. I mean he's dope I mean I've heard this there's a Ronda Jules stuff that they body I mean that one of my favorite joints in the last couple of years was that uh three Tears off of um Danny Brown. Mm. L's verse on it is insane. I mean, all of them body it, but that that Lverse particular, they yeah. dangerous. He just comes out blazing. And um, so yeah, I mean, like collabs, I'm gonna say this collabs are dope. Um I'm a little behind the game in regards to my own catalog, so my focus is mm. definitely um, adding to the catalog. I want to get a certain amount, and it's not like I haven't done music. You know, I've, I've been on, you know, I don't, I don't know, fifty collabs easy. On top oh, yeah. of that, yep. Oh. You look at those; that could have been, <laughs> that could have been another album, you know. But I'm, 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 I'm happy because those. Those collabs it's like you're able to build, and, and that's even a further extension than the family because somebody else is coming coming to you with a different idea, and it's like keeping you on your toes and pushing you in a different direction. But my priority is my catalog right now, yeah, I mean um, I've given a lot to you know education and, and, and I feel like I'm about to be 47 years old, but I feel great. I feel great. I feel like it's a good time. I feel like it's it's um I've heard people talk about this being another golden era. I don't I'm 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 with that. Yeah. I mean it's it's when I when I first got into hip hop, like it wasn't about being a millionaire or none of that. It was just like I just want to hear my shit on. I'm going to take y'all back a little further. I, I want to hear my shit on the Special K Teddy. Awesome 2 show. Teddy mm-hmm. Ted, awesome 2 joint. Like, I remember wanting to be played on that. I never in my wildest mind thought I could ever hear myself on Kiss of DLS. Right. So, in essence, I've always been kind of an underground type of MC because that was the shit I listened to. Um, And it was just something in my mind that felt I wasn't going to get played on. Friday and Saturday night, it just right. it just felt it felt like too much. So when they actually played my song, it was like, "Wow, I've made it," mm. and I feel like that's enough for me. But I just want to give so much more. You know, one of my favorite MCs of all time is Master Ace. Mm, I look at, Ace. I think his catalog is untouched. Yeah, you know what I mean, and. I want to push myself. I want to try to do something even remotely, (laughs) remotely able to be mentioned in the same breath as some of his concept albums. His concept albums are sheer genius. Yeah. Ace, if you're listening, (laughs) you are are sheer genius. From take a look around to, you know. Oh man sitting on Chrome to dis- disposable, disposable Arts, arts. Disposable yeah. Arts when I was at Beast. <sighs> yeah, y'all would come in that straight
4: through.
1: Mm. I don't under straight through to hold me, you would just rock it. You could just let it go.
0: Yeah.
1: And I, I you know, it's like, I'm, I'm trying to, I'm trying to really, really get in the rhythm. I'm trying to get in the groove and I'm trying to, you know, I'm trying to produce. I'm trying to, you know, nice. like this is this is an art form to me. So it's like I'm trying to bet on me a little something.
0: So so we can we can expect some more Breeze Brewing music in the near future. Oh yeah. This oh,
1: is like an EP ready to go. It's just oh, great. Ex right now, with my man Seb Bash, who to me is one of he's one of the bullies <laughs> behind the boards in the, in the industry. Cats know. I mean, if if you heard the joint he did with Wrong Streets and uh Este Nat, higher higher self, he's got joints. Uh I I, I don't want i I just want you know what I'll just talk about the joints that are out. I don't want to talk about that <laughs> that ain't out and get in trouble later. But I heard some of the joints that ain't out. And we got uh probably like five joints Okay. that, oh. that I would love, you know, that we can um give the world and and i like them yeah for
0: the time right i can't i can't wait to hear them and speaking of the joint you have out now um liggy long is tuning in he says shout out what
1: that is my family good life
0: he's long one of the illest definitely a staple in this hip-hop culture salute on this masterpiece i think he was talking about the Hindsight album, so oh
1: man, coming from that brother, man, shout out to Writers Guild and just that's my brother for 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 I mean for a long time, and um like I said, man, this thank God for this industry, man. Yeah, man, and I, I, I I I don't like when I think about what it gives like like my soul. Yeah, to be able to have these type of conversations, I remember driving, um, you know. Driving back to New York with 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 lifelong and just building, like I still see it. The gems. It was uh, me, uh life and yesterday the night queen. was driving back from a service for one of our fallen comrades. And um that moment, that whole day was just like hip-hop gave me that. And I'm so grateful. Yeah, that's dope.
0: All facts, said Liggy Long. All facts. So I want to um, conclude tonight with a few a few activities. One is a, a little thing that we like to do here called One Word. Uh, mm-hmm. We're going to jump into that in just a moment. But uh Profound, Any, anything yeah. on your heads you want to mention or ask before
2: we? Man, I just want to give the brother props, man, on being a, uh, outside of being a dope MC, man, just a dope teacher, man. And, yeah. and your contribution to the game, brother, is incredible, man. And, man, applause to you, brother. Yeah, thank you,
1: Profound. I appreciate that, man. I
3: appreciate just being here and um Yeah, man, thank you. Man, we need more we need more of you, brother. Yeah, man, for real. Like I know Lifelong too. So, shout out my brother, you know what I'm saying? Lifelong, right. and I know like that's a good brother. So, for you and him to be connected, <laughs> I already know funny. you. That dude got a heart of a lion. Uh, gentle soul, man. He look yeah. out for people. One of the most loyal dudes I know. So, respect to lifelong. So if y'all are too connected, I know y'all good money, man. So you know what I'm saying? As a person. Yeah, he's a so, beast. Yeah. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Right.
0: And uh, on the Zoom call with us, you can't see him uh, on Facebook, but on the Zoom call, we've had Neville here uh, listening in. He had a question for you, uh, Breeze. So Neville, you want to chime in and ask your question?
4: Uh, yes. Breeze brewing. if there's like one album that you would want somebody who's not familiar with the catalog to get into. What would that album be that like represents you to the you know to the fullest? Besides the new one. Um.
1: Hmm. You know, um, if it's if it's really truly representing me, um, it might be using confusion. Hmm. <laughs> It might be use your confusion because um use confusion was dope in the way that I was able to produce about almost half of it um did a lot of it with my brother, but there's a lot of joints on there, and it definitely got me in a in a in a spot where I was a uh, a bit more seasoned um there's definitely. A lot of communal stuff on there. I got dudes on there that um, are really important to me. Um, I was able to do records with. Um, shout out to Jax, Binkus, um, Subcon, who I haven't talked to in a minute. Um, and you know, dudes I grew up um, idolizing, like like my brother N Double um So. That record is, is not the first one that, that pops off to a lot of people, but I you know, I, I was able to rhyme with slick Rick on that. And um I produced the gang of that joint right there. So um, as well as more rhymes with my with my sister and, and my brother. So that that one's uh I would say check that out. And then you could, you know, you'd have a good idea who I am, at least closer to who I am now as a grown man, not a not a crazy young boy <laughs> from the first project.
4: Thanks. Right um, I had I had one more question, Breeze. Thanks for that. I Appreciate it. No doubt. Um, through the through the conversation here, you brought up the different. You brought up you New know, York. You brought up the different boroughs like Bronx, Brooklyn. We recorded. We kind of want to know like what area would you say you rep. What would be called home? Um, not like now, but you know what I mean. Like originally, like what would you kind of? You know, everybody kind of claims an area or a section or whatever. What would you kind of say is your your uh, habitat? Because you name um, a lot of boroughs. I'm like, where's he from? Go, okay, uptown. Here we go. Yeah, uptown. I'm. I'm gonna up. baby. Uptown, I'm in, baby.
1: For
4: the crown, yeah.
1: baby. I mean, I've lived everywhere. I've except Staten Island. I've lived in Harlem. I've lived in Queens. Um, I went to school in Long Island. Um, obviously, I, I've lived in Brooklyn, I've, and I have born and raised in the Bronx. For me, it's the Bronx. Um, I am in a, I would even say the Northeast Bronx, where I don't live anymore. I live in the South Bronx now, but I grew up in the Northeast Bronx. Um, and that, to me, is... Yeah, and, and but even the Northeast, they try to say it's not. But, you know, yeah, so yeah, yeah. we had a little... We had a chip on our shoulder from that, but... To us, it really so get
4: was. Get on down too. Get on down kind of touches upon that um that Netflix thing that Nas had produced. Mm. It's a little bit, what was I mean? I don't have the name right. Is it get on down? That thing. that Nas, Get down, get down. Get get down, down. They were kind of hinting at that as well. And I've seen that in documentaries as well.
3: So but, what you're
1: talking
4: about, the claims.
1: <laughs> but there's a lot of a lot of um the northeast was was very influential. DJ Breakout was from the Northeast. Uh, funk funk flex is from the northeast. Um whatchamacallit? Um who 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 was his um I can't think of his name right now. Um damn, I'm slipping. <laughs> you That's can't. all good. And why why, why uptown in particular?
4: Uh, Harlem. Why
1: say Harlem? I mean, I'm, you know, we would go to Harlem, we would go to the South Bronx, but where where I was based was the Northeast, and the Northeast was just like predominantly um I guess in the Bronx it's a little different because most of the Bronx if you really think about it it's more Latinx but where I was uh grew up it was pretty much mostly black. You know, mm-hmm. we had like Puerto Rican families and a couple of white families but it was mostly, you know, black, a lot of Caribbean black. And you know, it it it's just a different it was a different kind of um pride I would think. Um and everybody was welcome, but it just it definitely felt good as a young, young man to be in an area where it was just like, you know, you were black and it just felt damn good to be black. And
4: um an era, that era of it too, the late 80s, 90s, yeah.
1: that run
4: of that era of those areas, there Brooklyn. No joke. Yeah. No joke. Yeah. Chuck chill
1: out. Uh, Chuck chill out also. There He's you Trump go. Schiller. Yes, Chuck Chill out. That's right. That's right. He's still around. Yeah, so that's where I claim I'm from the Northeast all day, you know. But I, but I'm, you know, the whole Bronx is great. The whole New York's great. I love living in, in Brooklyn. I, I love Harlem. Um, but I'm just, you
3: know, that's just boogie where I'm from. Yes.
4: Exactly. Yes.
3: So where, where exactly is 1520 Cedric? I've heard like some say it's the South <laughs> Bronx. Some say it's. It's really the West. It's the West okay. Bronx. That's yeah, okay,
1: okay, okay. I mean, you know, it's, it's not it's weird. There's really hmm. there's no real South or Northwest Bronx. It's just the West. Because okay, there's okay. like Riverdale, which is technically the Bronx. Um, but it's I mean, they have like palatial estates. So there's a part mm, of Riverdale awesome. that it's called, you know, it's awesome. sectioned off for a reason. And then there's like, from Kingsbridge down, even parts of Riverdale, they, they get it in. And then you get down to like, Cedric Ave is like more of the West, a little bit more in the middle um, by Meshula Parkway. I went to um, Lehman, so I know it pretty well over there. And um, yeah, it's, it's, the Bronx is it's, it's, it's cool. I mean, the justification is real. Um, I know, I know uh, a couple of friends who have got notices and they have to find new places to live mm, and they're trying wow. to fight it. Which is, you know, wow. you figure like New York well, in general is it. is becoming very, um, it's it's the affordability. is, I'm glad I got my house when I did. Yeah. Wow. So it's
3: not like Toronto where I'm at. The housing market in Toronto is nuts. Yeah. Where? <sighs> yeah, but I don't the know. The average a meal, a house's houses are like average a meal. Like wow. average. Yeah, that's the average. Man, yeah. that's,
1: that's some Brooklyn shit right there. Yeah. Way there, yeah. there yet. Way there yet. I need to.
4: Like,
0: Y'all need to come over to Cincinnati. You can buy about 10 houses for that.
3: <laughs>
4: <laughs>
3: you gotta understand it's 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 it's, it's a mill Canadian, but still like just oh, right, the right. thought of that. Yeah. A mill, come on, man.
1: I mean yes. it ain't a it ain't a mill Jamaican. I mean right. I, <laughs> I've, been, I've been to Cincinnati. Yeah, I've been to I've been in Cincinnati. Cincinnati's dope. Yeah. Cincinnati got its own thing. i I got family from from um uh, I th- believe they're from Lexington. Oh, okay. So, right on. So, yes. so it ain't far from over
0: there. Nah, not at all. Well, before you have to get back to grading papers, wanted to just get your your one-word thought on a few albums. It's a little okay. thing we like to do in the Boom Bap Chat. I'll show you an album. I'll you know say the title for those listening to the podcast. And you just give one word, the first word that comes to your mind. It's probably the hardest thing you'll do in your life. All right, here we go. First one. Since we talked about it, and you're the star of the show, "A Prince Among These" by Prince Paul, featuring Breeze Bruin. Fortunate, For oh. yeah, I feel that. All right, this is a little known album. I I think it's one of the most underrated albums of all, and it's a, a joint by Mr. Lynn.
1: Ooh,
4: remember
0: this um, joint?
1: I'm gonna say, what's a good one? ill it's an ill ill album i'm glad to be on there
0: yeah um on
1: two joints shout out to queen heroine i got on a joint on there with gene gray um yeah
0: that's a dope joint too
1: that yo that that pity the fool album is ill
0: yeah it is all right de la so is dead by de la so favorite
1: favorite
0: is this your favorite album of all time or from de la
1: I would. It's probably my favorite of all time. From U's and O's down. I mean, it's just to me. It's it. it it's it's probably my favorite album. Hip hop. It's so hard. I don't. You know. I'm reminded like, yo, you can't stream it. I didn't stream it. I've never streamed it. I had the vinyl. Somebody beat me for it. I I had the CD. The joint got messed up. Scratched. Don't play in my. 2004 Pathfinder. Nothing plays in my 2004 Pathfinder. <laughs> um, so yeah, favorite. Uh, I I would say you could even say Perfection, man. The album. Yeah. Is everything.
0: Love that album. All right. So I know you listen to a lot of a lot of hip hop, a lot of newer artists. So I'm curious to know if you've heard this one. This is produced by Quell Chris, Quelle Chris. Don't feed the monster. By Homeboy I talked Sammy. about
1: that album in another in another um podcast. Yeah, I feel that album's amazing. Amazing, amazing. I was I was actually talking to that about that album with Sandman not too long ago. Um, shout out to Sand, and um, Quelle Chris. I mean, I I was I don't want to talk too much about future joints, but I I was lucky enough to rhyme over a Quelle Chris beat, very oh. that's coming out very soon with somebody else who's very dope, and um. Get that out, fam! All right,
0: we're, Come we're, on, we're gonna keep it in the family. This is also Quelle Chris with Sean Gray, Jean Gray. Sorry, I'm messing up these names.
1: That joint is hilarious. Is not doing it justice, <laughs> but it, it it's so. I mean, it, it's extremely, extremely engaging and yeah. just. I mean, they're just dope and funny, and at the same time, and I don't know how you, I don't know how you, they do it, but they do it.
0: All right, two two more. This one doesn't get much love, but I heard you also talk about this album on another podcast, so I'm curious to know what you think about this. This is the Alcoholics.
4: Oh
1: my God, one I played that what? today, <laughs> top to bottom. I played that today. Oh dope. I forgot my daughter's um lunch. It was a rough morning, <laughs> and, and it was so I had to I had to get I had to get her lunch in time and then get back in time to start my class. So I get in fresh for you yes uh, i out i played that album today on my mama
0: oh that's dope all right last one since we kind of started the show and i want to invite the whole group back to have a conversation this is the re-release album by juggernauts mm.
1: uh love right there Love. yeah that's right that's 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 uh that was the uh the genesis for me right on and my well, crew.
0: Earlier tonight, I did email Slim, asked if, you know, the the, the entire crew would come on, the the brothers and the sister would come on uh, later on and uh, come back and do a Juggernauts boom bap chat. So would love to be with that.
1: I I, I hope we got a couple more Juggernaut joints in us, too. I would love to get like, you know, catalog, catalog, catalog. Shout out to everybody, uh, you know, that I'm about to do some collabs with and, and with that I'm talking with about collabos and everybody reaching out. But um, if I don't want to work, it ain't because there ain't no love. It's catalog, fam. Yeah, I'm just trying to build that up.
0: Right on, man. Well, we can't wait to hear more music. And we will definitely invite the whole crew
1: back on. It's coming. And- I would love to hear what y'all think about yeah. this project with me and my dude, Sebash, who's a monster.
0: Can't wait to hear it. The last thing we do on the Boom Bap Chat, of course, is a hip-hop show, so we give our shout-outs. We'll give you the last shout-outs, Bruin, so you can say whatever you want to say uh, at the very end. But Ayo Mas, any shout-outs for you tonight?
3: I uh, man, just shout-out to, you know, hip-hop, the collaboration between hip-hop and education, you know what I mean? Yeah, and, yeah. Um, everybody that we named tonight that's, like, amazing hip-hop artists as well as educators you know what i mean and uh reese Bruin is definitely that so i definitely look up to you uh in that aspect as an MC and as an educator and like i said all my favorite artists are educators so you add you to that list you know said so thank sweet. you my brother and i'm glad you, you know i'm glad i was able to like you know, meet you, you know what I mean? So virtually, yeah. so enough yeah. respect, no respect.
1: I got to get up to Toronto, man. I got to get up yeah. there, we go no doubt. reach out to you when that happens. So for sure, I ain't for been sure. there yet, but thank yeah. you. Oh, word? Not yet, nope.
3: All right, hey, man. You can come stay at the crib, bro. We That's got plenty of room, man. I will nope. do that. Nope. I will All take right. you up on that. <laughs> <laughs> <I know.
2: laughs> All right, Profound, any mm. shout outs for you tonight? Man, shout out to Master Ace, man. We was bopping the other day, man. We nice. we we working on getting him on the show. Um, shout out to Ace. Uh, shout out to the kids; they should be sleeping, man. But you know. <laughs> <laughs> we're gonna holler out anyway. shout out to you know the Boom Bap chat and, and, and Breeze, uh, definitely, man. Um, and you know what, man? Shout out to to all the DMCs and and everybody that support hip hop. really, shout out to the to DMCs that read. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I I, re- I remember always usually being described that way. He's like, oh man, you rap like you read. Like, well, <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> right, <yeah. laughs> no.
1: Reading is dope. <laughs>
0: right. Word out. Yeah. Neville, you still there with us? You have any shout outs before we
4: go? Yeah, shout out to my dupes, man. Love ya. Shout out to the family. um, Blood and not blood. And um, yeah, words sound and power. Those are the three words, man. Words, sound, and power. They can heal, man. They can hurt, but they can definitely heal and enlighten and inspire. And you heard that tonight, teaching mm-hmm. the next generation and um sustaining the current generation and those come to come. So that's all I want to say. Blessed love, everybody.
0: Right on, man. Right on. Word right up. And uh yeah, shout out to uh Juggernaut, Sabreeze Brewing. It's been an honor to have you. Thank you so much uh for being here tonight. Uh, really appreciate it. Shout out to Sorak, uh, who's gonna be our guest next Thursday night. Sorak out of Florida. Uh, he's done some incredible things in his uh career. So we're gonna talk all about that. And he has a new project out, so we'll discuss that. Shout out to MJ for making that that one happen. And uh shout out to everyone, you know, listening tonight and just you know, promoting and um advancing the the hip hop that we all love and hold dear to our hearts, man. We really appreciate that uh you're out there, you're talking about it, you're spreading the good stuff. You're not just complaining about what they play on the radio or blah, 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 but we know the good stuff is out there. We know albums like Hindsight are out there and we're listening, we're showing love and we're, you know, spreading the love. And so shout out to all you that are, you know joining those conversations and helping advance the music forward. So appreciate you uh, Breeze Bruin. We'll give you the last shout out, say whatever you want and then uh, we'll be out of here.
1: I mean, I wanna thank y'all. I wanna shout out y'all man, this is, this is dope. Um, just talking about the craft and, um, you know, just classic albums, having me get stuck trying to figure out one word to describe some <laughs> of them. You know, this music means a lot. And um, you know what I mean? I'm, I'm just honored that um, I can contribute to it. So shout out to all the artists and all the listeners, man. We all important. Um, we working together on this.
0: Right on. Cool. Thanks, Breeze. Hi, right, Joe. And on that note, we say...
4: Peace. 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 Peace, Breeze. Peace. 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 Peace.